0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
1: Changing your life one story
0: at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark.
1: Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Leslie Jane Seymour. She is an award winning journalist and former editor in chief of YM, Redbook, Marie Claire, and more magazines. And her new endeavor is the founding of Covey Club, which is an online and offline platform for women who are 40 or more and who are always learning. And Leslie, was so wonderful. She wrote one of the 101 stories in our brand new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Empowered Woman, which, by the way, is a book that is attracting a lot of attention. So Leslie, thank you so much for having come to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast.
0: I love it. I'm always happy to talk about empowered women.
1: Well, that's great. So you wrote a story that I found was fascinating about being the editor of More magazine and then losing the magazine when it was shut down because of what's going on these days with digital media basically supplanting print media. Correct. Why don't we talk about that? Because I'm very interested in the whole magazine industry and what happened there, and then also in how you dealt with that personally, how you dealt with the the emotional impact of that after decades in the magazine business.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is that it's been clear for a long time that publishing was on rocky rocky ground and especially when the second phase of the internet came back and suddenly the world in publishing changed from, you know, selling 20,000 more copies each month to suddenly on the other side of it was like, uh uh-oh, everybody's starting to lose uh, sale on the newsstand. That was how editors and chiefs were compensated was by how many magazines you sold on the newsstand, which was kind of crazy anyway, because you didn't have any control over that, but they sort of pretended like you did. And it was very clear that things were turning around. The problem was the publishing industry just didn't want to admit it and they didn't get into digital fast enough. So now what you see today, which is really, really tragic and sad, is all the publishing companies basically all merging. And you're seeing, I mean, magazines now that look like little flimsy, you know, kind of promotions for a CVS or something. Everything is pay to play, which means that almost everything you see in magazines today is paid for. It doesn't mean that it's no longer real editorial. And um, it's just heartbreaking. I mean, I have to say I was so lucky I was an editor-in-chief on the way up. And it was, I used to call it Hollywood for non-actors. I mean, we did crazy things like we would have offsites for our magazines. Like when I was at Glamour as a beauty editor, you'd go fly everybody down to Bermuda and the publisher would ride into the event on the back of a horse. I mean, people were throwing, they were burning money. <laughs> there was so much money. And it was a glam, it was a glam business. And, um, and now it's just totally different business. So, I left two years ago when Moore folded, um, and we folded right after the biggest event that ever happened to the company, which was Mrs. Obama, who was the sitting first lady, edited the uh, July-August issue, and it was 8.5 billion, with a B, impressions around the world. It was the biggest thing that ever happened to the company and to the magazine and to me. (laughs) And they still couldn't maintain it. So that that just tells you where we are. And the world has broken down. What happened is it was all built on advertising. And advertisers discovered with the Internet that they don't have to go through media anymore to reach their consumer. They can reach out to the consumer themselves. And that's the basic problem. So when more folded, my wonderful, fantastic, amazing readers were very angry found me on my social media, came to me, and 627 of them took a survey, a 54-question survey, which is completely nuts. No one does 54-question surveys. No one fills them out. Took it to the end, and we mapped out what Covey Club would be. And Covey means a small group of birds. I wanted to get women together. I want to connect women around the country and around the world who are like-minded, and I call it a place for lifelong learners where they can come and connect and learn.
1: I want to talk about Covey Club at length, but I want to go back to what you said about magazine content now being pay to play because I had no idea. I mean, I've yeah. noticed magazines getting thinner. I love yeah. New York Magazine and now it's every two weeks instead of every week. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying that the articles we're reading now, there was payment to place those articles in the magazines?
0: There's a lot of quid pro quo. There always was. I mean, even when I was starting out, when I was at Vogue, for instance, back in the 70s, there was a woman who would come upstairs from the marketing department and tell the editor-in-chief who the advertisers were that she had to make sure were mentioned in editorial. That was the big, dirty secret. Um, Not-so-secret. Um, and I think it's just gotten worse at this point where what I hear from people is now because space is so limited and print is so expensive that if you're not a big advertiser, they ain't talking to you. <laughs> you know, maybe there might be a little, you know, little people here and there who squeak by with an editor who um, who's really doing editorial. But uh, it's changed so, so much. And because they have to, they have to figure out. I mean, print has now become an Extraordinarily expensive business. And so who are you? You have two red lipsticks and you're going to feature them on the editorial side of the magazine. Who do you think you're going to put in there if you've only got, you know, one inch and it's going to be the red lipstick from the advertiser who pays you $200,000 a year or it's going to be from the startup around the corner who doesn't pay you anything? what's probably going to happen.
1: It makes sense. After all, they've got to pay salaries. They've got to keep those magazines being printed.
0: I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that anybody has codified this. I'm not saying that this is the rule. I'm just saying this is what goes on behind the scenes. Always has, and it's just gotten worse. What's sad is that what it means is for people making new things, for people who are not giant advertisers, for people who, you know, and a lot of the really interesting stuff in fashion and beauty is happening at the startup level, is happening at the, you know, creative level, not at the giant corporate ad buying level. So you're kind of missing out on all that great stuff. And all that great stuff is happening in digital. Though digital, there's a lot of pay to play for digital as well. So the reader has to be aware and be wary of what they're seeing. And I think in digital, at least, people are being, or they're pushed to be more transparent.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. We'll be back in a moment with more from Leslie and some tips for how you can live through the kind of upheaval and disappointment that she faced when her baby, *More* Magazine, was shut down. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song, Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. (laughs) Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Okay, we're back with Leslie Jane Seymour, the former editor-in-chief of many women's magazines, including most recently... More magazine. So Leslie, we're going to talk about your new baby, Covey. But first, I want to talk to you about your previous baby more and how you dealt with having it shut down. And do you have any tips you can share with people who are living through massive disappointments like that?
0: Well, I think number one tip is don't take it personally. This is the world we live in. In fact, I just went to a party last night that had a lot of timing people in it. And Everybody, you know, everybody is being fired, let go, shrunk. I mean, there is no shame today in any of this. It is the disruption of modern technology. Technology is disrupting hundreds of sectors from banking to travel to publishing. It's just where we are. So in the old days, I think we all took it personally and felt shameful. We did something wrong. It was our fault. What, you know, could we have seen it coming? Could we have prevented it? I think there's less stigma today. You know, People get hired and fired. Their place goes out of business. They start another one. It doesn't really matter. So don't feel shameful. Um, you can have three months of crying in your soup and um, you know feeling really terrible about it. And then you've got to get your act together and decide what you're doing next. And I think that's actually a wonderful thing kind of now because everybody's being disrupted. Yeah. You know, the second thing is if you think your industry is rocky at all, and if you see the signs of disruption in your industry early on, don't stick your head in the sand. Don't think it won't happen to me. I can't tell you how many people I know who say, oh, I'm in banking or I've been here 22 years or they love me. Or, you know what, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with your company suddenly has to downsize or your um, company suddenly gets bought and and moved to a different state and you can't go. Or, you know, you're aging out because you're just a little too old and your salary is just a little too high and and they want to change the, you know, the whole salary structure in your company. So you cannot put your head in the sand today. And I think there's a lot of that Um, And that's why it kind of catches people by surprise. You have to be really aware, really honest. You have to be reading um, all your, you know, your corporate information. You have to be reading the business pages, know what's going on in your world. And then number three is you can reinvent yourself. I go around the country telling women about how to reinvent themselves. And it can be everything from going back into work after a big hiatus. There are all kinds of uh, groups out there um, that can help you, from I relaunch to a thing called Reboot Excel—terrible name—I don't know why they have that name—but they do great things. To you know, learning how to be an entrepreneur and finally chasing that idea that you always had in your back pocket. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful world out there for older entrepreneurs. I can't tell you. How fabulous it is, and how many women I look at today who are like, Oh my God, thank God I got out of corporate. I am so much happier doing my own thing. And today is a day when you can do your own thing. Um, when I launched Covey, I launched on um, Valentine's Day. I had a real choke in my, in the back of my throat because I, in my past, in order to do what I do and what I created, I would have had to go work for somebody else in the past. And for instance, when Allure magazine launched, which was a fairly recent launch, the word was, and the number was $50 million. That's what it cost. It was $10 million a year for five years. That's what it cost to launch a magazine back in the 70s. I launched this thing myself on my severance pay. It's the same thing. Now, I don't have a staff of course, and it's not, you know, it do not have millions of dollars of investment. But when you think of $50 million versus, you know, 100000 of what you can do out of your home, is pretty shocking and pretty amazing and pretty stunning. And that's why we're all being
1: disrupted. And I think it's incredibly empowering that you were able to come back, start something new, reinvent yourself, but really serving the same audience you just took the technology and the circumstances that shut down more, and you turn them to your advantage instead. So tell us what is the Covey Club environment like, and what is the experience like for somebody who visits the website?
0: You hit it exactly the hilarious part. and again, this party I was at last night. all these um, editors who I've known, I've worked with, they were saying that, you know, they're being let go from this job, that job because no one wants to talk to the older women. They all want to chase the millennials. That's great. Chase the millennials, that just leaves every woman 40-plus for me. <laughs> so it's uh-huh. totally fine. And what Covey Club is, it's a online-offline platform. And what I mean by that is it's a it's a digital website. You come in, you sign up. You can either be in the free area, which is Wing It, where you get a feeling of what the site is about. You can read one of the issues. You can see one of the posted copy and Conversation digital salons. You can read the blog, you can read the podcast, which is called the Covey Cast. That's all about reinvention. Um there's a middle ground, which is the first level of subscription, which is $9.99, $9.99 a month, um, where you can read all the issues. The um the Covey is the magazine. It's a digital magazine, very much like more, obviously not more because I don't have a multi-million dollar budget and I don't have thirty-four fabulous, incredible editors working for me. It's just me and pulling in all my old writers, but it has the feeling of it. Um, And then there's a very top level, which is called rule the roost. Again, we're all birds of a feather and we flock together. Um, And the rule the roost group um, is a private off the record networking group where you come with a give and a get, and it's more C-suite, more executive. It's women who really want to connect and get stuff done. And then what's really unique about what we're doing is we do online and offline. So the online stuff is literally just take a panel that you might see at an event where you have me interviewing two experts and then we open it up to the floor. I turn that into a digital experience over the Zoom network and I'll have 20 or 30 people and we. I do my two interviews. It's done in an hour and then we open it up to the floor. You can join on your phone. You can join on your computer and you get to ask, to ask your questions of the, uh, of the experts as well. And then we also do in real life events. We did a tour of the national portrait gallery down in DC. We had a fabulous visual scholar, woman who's, um, down in DC and also a, um, tour tour guide, write an amazing piece about the Obama portraits, and then gave us this incredible tour of the gallery. And then we all went and had dinner and so I'm doing cookie things like that, and uh, then we're doing, um, you know, parties in friends' homes to get together and get to know everybody and to bring people into the fold. Eventually, um, and we're going to do a fashion and beauty shopping night in New York for small vendors, and then, you know, I'm going to bring them around the country wherever I go. So, you know, if I go to Chicago, if I go to L.A., I'm going to do an event with Reboot Excel in May um, at their offices talking about reinvention. And so it's bringing women together, both virtually and live.
1: Well, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like something that I would want to spend all day exploring if I didn't have this really demanding job that I have. You can come in and read one or two
0: things. You don't have to spend all day. That's the great thing. That's
1: true. I'm going to dip in there and just read what I can. So Leslie, thank you so much for joining us today. And we wish you so much luck with coveyclub.com. That's C-O-V-E-Y club.com. I really appreciate you joining us today.
0: Happy to be here.
1: And thanks, everybody, for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, to learn more about the book that Leslie's story is in, Chicken Soup for the Soul, the Empowered Woman. And you can learn more about Leslie by going to coveyclub.com. Or you can go to Leslie's Twitter, which is at Leslie J. Seymour. You can go to her LinkedIn and find her. And come back for our next episode for more from our new Empowered Woman book. I'm going to share a couple of stories from women who found their empowerment by stepping outside their comfort zones and trying something entirely new.